This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome back, my friends. Today we have with us Amit Rosenthal. He is the owner of an 84-year-old freight forwarding and international transportation company. Amit is here with us today. How's it going, Amit? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. And you, sir? I'm doing great. So I've heard you've been in logistics since 1937. Is Is that true? That's when the company was created? Yeah, so it's not originally me. Yeah, it was by by my late grandfather. But yeah, indeed, you know, uh, my late grandfather came from Germany during uh, World War II. He came to Israel. He started as a trucker driver in Israel, doing transportation for oil business. And uh, yeah, today it's 2021 and we are still here. So uh, I can... Literally say I was born and raised into the logistics world. Uh, I didn't drive myself, uh, you know, truck when I was three or four, but I was, you know, I was alongside to the driver. Uh, yeah, like we, I'm in the logistics world ever since, for sure. So third, third generation into logistics, I guess that, that does qualify you as, as an expert. If, if, if I ever heard about an expert, it's somebody that was born into something and now for many, many years, right, ex- explores that, uh, that what they were born into. Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned about the, the driving of the trucks. That means you actually do, you do the transportation. Your company does the transportation. They don't yeah. just, uh, right, don't just outsource it. Like we see a lot of companies start these days that call themselves the freight forwarding companies, but um in reality, all they do is outsource services. You are actually doing it and been doing it for 84 years. Is that correct? You do everything? This is relatively right. Like there is no really, there is no any company in the world. And I'm telling you, even if you take DHL, for example, or you take the Maersk shipping line, which is the biggest shipping line in the world, nobody in the logistics world doing everything by their own means. Mm-hmm. They provide a lot to subcontractors. For instance, DJ doesn't have shipping line, Maersk line doesn't have uh, airlines and so on. So we are doing logistic. We have a company in the US and in China in regard to Amazon sellers. And uh, we're doing the logistics by our own company. Of course, we have agents, we have uh, subcontractors for doing the tracking and so on. Uh, everybody relies on on different subcontractors through the logistics chain but in my opinion and this is maybe the biggest uh, i don't know feature i can bring you that freight forwarder is a, is a field that there is millions of error and and things going on during transportation from point a to point z and in my opinion a good freight forwarder knows how to solve this incident because incident will occur all the time all right it's not mm-hmm. something that you can bypass but a good freight forwarder should be should at, at least in my opinion see your business all right if you are an amazon seller so a good freight forwarder should see your business as 
my business. Meaning I don't, of course, I will not be a partner of yours, but I want at least to give you the feeling that I'm a partner of you yeah. because the success of your business will be definitely success of my business. And eventually you will uh, benefit it from, you will benefit in regard to good logistics in regard to knowing and planning your logistics better. And uh, of course, for us, it's better revenue, better name, you know, in the, in the industry and so on. So it's benefit for both sides, in my opinion. Definitely is. I like that. My favorite types of uh, shipping or deliveries or importing anything is when you don't hear anything about it. And uh, until recently, you know, we could um, get something from China, get it delivered directly to Amazon FBA. And, right. and then next thing you know, Amazon sends you a message and says, your product is being received. That right. is my, my favorite because you know nothing. No, it's not that nothing went wrong, but I didn't hear about it. Somebody fixed it for me, right? Somebody yeah. like you fixed it for it. And those are great. Now, when, when you get calls, that, okay, there's something wrong and uh, there's another issue. Uh, that's, the, that's the kind of thing that, well, it's time consuming and, and, and worries most sellers, right? Because not everybody is super experienced when it comes to buying something from China. So that's what you do. You remove all those headaches and you just get my product delivered and I just see it arriving and I just focus on selling it. Correct. Absolutely. Like I can definitely say, you know, as a, like I never said anything besides logistics in my life. Right. But I can definitely say that if I'm putting my, if I putting myself as an Amazon seller point of view, all right. I can I can tell you that I'm like very big sellers, you know, seven and eight figures, and I have sellers just starting their business. Nobody, nobody, unless you have a specific team doing logistics, mm -hmm. nobody wants to know about logistics and nobody wants to handle it. So once a seller give you uh, his cargo to handle it in his behalf, it's not like doing PPC or I don't know, advertising or something that you want to be involved. You want to give the logistics to an expert and to know that the goods been delivered on time without any without any mistake or error during transportation. So in, in my opinion, this is the, uh, it's, it's a good and bad thing because, you know, if you don't have any experience with logistics or you don't know anything about logistics, so now, the situation currently these days, you know, with all the chaotic in China and the US. So you have to be at least aware of what is going on, right? But of course you will not understand fully what is going on behind the scene, but a good freight forwarder should try to minimize the headaches and everything is going on and try to provide you the easiest path towards your uh, delivery address. Absolutely. I. I've I've heard of many terms and I kind of know what they are like uh, inco terms and customs regulations duties and it's not something that I, I I feel like I want I don't want to learn it right I just want somebody else to deal with this and of course yeah. I'm going to pay them to deal with it and um, now you did you did mention. Uh, you deal with seven figures eight figure sellers and a lot of people starting out I'm guessing. The one starting out, uh, well, maybe maybe even everybody. Does everybody ask you for DDP? And oh, first of all, kind of explain what DDP is, and then uh, let me know if that is what people prefer. 
like the let's start but what does it mean ddp or ddu all right mm-hmm. I, i will expand like two words about each commercial terms all right so you have yeah. the xworks the fob the ddu and the ddp all right there is additional commercial terms but it's not relevant to amazon sellers xworks exw meaning the supply you you as a seller purchase cargo at china from the supplier supplier need to put the cargo at his outdoor of his warehouse and now the freight forwarder should collect the cargo doing the inland transportation in china paying the customs process and everything and ship the goods right fob it's practically the same but in this case the supplier need to do the inland transportation mm-hmm. the export the export clearance and put the cargo on the vessel free on board fob meaning free on board this is commercial terms between the seller and the supplier now the majority difference between ddu and ddp ddu meaning delivery duty unpaid ddp meaning delivery duty paid all right uh, the majority of the customers 100% ask the ddp cost mainly because it's all in meaning like mm-hmm. you know for example you have 100 cartons the cost per cbm is uh, for the example is 100 dollars so your freight cost is $1000 it's easiest it's easier than now starting calculate let's say under the du all right you will have a 10 cbm cubic meter the cost will be let's say $95 per cbm but then you will have to add the duty and the vat depend on the country or the duty and the tax uh, only after the goods been released at the at destination meaning it will be you will not have uh, before you handling your your shipment you will not know the exact cost of your total shipment mm-hmm. so this is the main reason why people prefer to do it under ddp uh, and yeah the majority will prefer to go under ddp rather if it's going to us to, to canada or to europe europe it's a different story because there is a lot of regulation by amazon uh, need to add eia number entry import mm-hmm. number but it's too complicated uh, for the you know for the majority of the sellers yeah. so i can say that in in general in europe for sellers selling in europe italy france germany now uk it's a different story because of the brexit so in europe we're going usually under ddu but for canada uh, us mainly we're going mainly by ddp term yeah okay. yeah so uh, that's something that has changed i'm guessing since uh, 2020 because of covid and the restrictions that amazon caused for example there there were things that uh, me as a seller selling for many years I, because i already know the manufacturer and and uh, that supplier is trustworthy to me yeah. i would ship after still doing my inspections i would ship it directly to fba right it it could be a sea can full and amazon would receive it all now Uh, you can't just ship sea cans and sea cans of material because there's limitations. What what is there a workaround on that? What are people doing now? They just ship to a third party. Yeah, so there was a lot of rumors in this regard that from starting from January 1st, 2021, the limitation will be removed and so on. But eventually, so like a week before, you know. Uh, during Christmas and the, the New Year, like we did, we didn't do anything here because there was almost non-shipment 
new shipment because everyone wait to January 1st. But eventually the limitation did not remove. So really the only way, there is no way to bypass this issue. The only way is to ship to 3PL. Like you can send limit, limit of inventory to Amazon depend on the, you know, depend on your account. But eventually yeah. you cannot ship the all cargo that you like. So the only solution is to work with 3PL. Uh, you know, I think it was the best year ever for the free peers because they, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they, they work or the capacity grew like in a, in an instance, like on a, in a day, in a day, uh, moving forward, once Amazon announced on this limitation, you know, around April, 2020, everyone started to need a free peer warehouses. I had, I heard like horror, horror stories about bad free PL, you know, people sent to free PL, the free PL was just overwhelmed, you know, with the capacity. Yeah. And uh, there was a major crisis. People lost a lot of money, you know, for, during the Q4 sales because of bad free PL uh, solutions. So in my opinion, uh, the, the things to do in 2021, first of all, is to find and locate a good free PL warehouses. Uh, not working with with free PL that you know they just uh, did it as a garage or I don't know whatever mm-hmm. because it will be okay it will be okay uh, in January and February and March but during Q4 you will you you know when you, when you want your sales to be as as efficient as possible you will face for sure uh, horror movies uh, and horror stories and better. Better to find people or or services provider that that know the job and can handle the capacity that you have. In my opinion, this is the big thing or the biggest advice I can advise here uh, for, for 2021. And and I agree a hundred percent because I've seen it, and I I, I was dealing with uh, three different three uh, PL companies, and yeah. for for different reasons. Um, and even the big ones, because one of them is like one of the biggest one in the U.S., but even yeah. they have issues because, right. like you said, they grew overnight. And when it came to uh, in August, uh, they told me in August they were doing four times the the shipments that they would have done in fourth quarter of the year before. And this was by August, right? Just Yeah, uh, this is it, crazy. It, it is crazy. And then everyone, everyone that I dealt with uh, had on their site uh, notes that they weren't accepting any more customers because they were just yeah. so full. And yeah, it's I, exactly I, the same. It's exactly the same at our free PL. I can definitely tell you and, and, and honestly about it, that there is, I think just in the past like month or so, I have like, I don't know, around... 50 more new clients that went to other freight forwarder that promises them, you know, good things in regard to the free PL. But eventually, when the goods arrived to their warehouses around November, end of October, start of November, it took 30, sometimes even 40 days just to, you know, to label the cartons and ship it to Amazon. So... They decided that everybody said to me, listen, I would better that you told me, like I told them, listen, I don't have the capacity. I cannot mm-hmm. accept new clients. 
but at least they will choose other alternatives, right? In this case, they choose alternatives that could not handle this amount and this volume. And uh, I don't want to be rude here, but they fucked up by that. So uh, again, I, I do believe that the best suggestion here uh, is, is to find and work with, with, with an expert. You know, logistics field yep. is so complex. Just work with, work with an expert in this regard, because again, I, I, we talked about it a bit earlier. I do believe that 2021, with everything that's now going on with the COVID and with uh, you know container shortage in China and congestion issue at Los Angeles port, Long Beach, and everything going on now in the logistics world, uh, I do believe that uh, optimizing and handling the logistics change better is the key for success in 2021. For 100%, I do believe it. Put aside that I'm in this industry, right, in the, in the logistics industry. But, you know, logistics is not a attractive field, right? Nobody wants to, to know, nobody wants to speak and discuss about logistics. When you go into masterminds and other platforms yeah. and classes, you never heard about a logistics expert, all right? But I do really believe that 2021, a key for success is to, to manage and handle logistics change much better. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. And everybody I, take it from everybody take it from here. You know? Yeah, and it's absolutely true. Every mastermind you go to is talking about how to grow the sales and how to deal better with customers, but there, there's never the transportation, the logistics person there explaining what to do better before the product even arrives. Because that yeah. I'm not I mean one of the most thing one of the things that people think the most is how to save money. And right. you can save a lot of money during if you do things right too, right? Before you even get the product to Amazon. Uh and that that brings me to another point. In any industry that grows fast, in this case, I hate saying that it grew overnight uh, because it, that never, never is true. Uh, but any industry that grows very fast has always that boom period and has a ton of unexperienced people starting businesses in that field to try to seize the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that happen too, where there's a lot of freight forwarders, forwarders starting up, 3PL starting up, that you you believe will not be around in a few months? Have you seen that? Like for for 3PL, indeed, like again, there is, you know, there is a lot of people uh, saying they have a 3PL warehouses, but eventually it's, it's the storage yard, you know, in their backyard. Mm -hmm. So I don't see it as a 3PL in general. And logistics is not like... It's not that you can become an Amazon seller uh, tomorrow, all right? There is a lot of regulation in regard to logistics. There is Yata, Fiata. Yata is, you know, the the uh, I don't, sorry, I don't I don't know how yeah. to pronounce it the in English. Yata is like uh, the the head of regulation, all right, in the in the marine industry, all right? Mm -hmm. And 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 uh, this is and sorry, this is Fiata. And Yata is the head of the regulation of the air air logistics, right? Yeah. So, so you have to be involved in this regard. You have to have authorization to ship goods in general. 
the industry is very, very difficult. You have to have a lot of manpower and support and digitize. So there is a lot of investment to open even a logistics business. Uh, so in my opinion, I don't see a lot of other freight forwarder company. And, and even, by the way, there is no, you don't, you will not find anywhere a person that uh, wake up, you know, tomorrow and say to himself, wow, I want to be a freight forwarder. You, you will not see it, you know, hmm. that you want to be entrepreneurs, you want to, I don't know, whatever, you want to be in high tech, you want to be in different industry, but not in the logistics. So usually... Uh, and new freight forwarding companies are based by people that been in the industry before. So maybe there is a new freight forwarder that saw the potential, but but you know because of the regulation by Amazon and the industry, I don't see it happening. Honestly. Okay, so that's not good. that easy. Not that easy. Let's say it's not that easy. That's good news, I guess. When so that means. When you're going to look for a freight forwarder, you know that at least they, they've been in the field before. Uh, and talking about regulations in, in Amazon, I see that you are listed in the SPN, which is the service provider network on Amazon. Yeah, right. Uh, does that help you a lot? Does it help you anything? Do you know if the customer is where they come from when they approach you? Uh Listen, it's like, I don't want to be rude, but maybe for other service provider, it's good. But eventually, it's something, it's a good diploma to mm. put uh, above your parents' house, you know, at your parents' wall or at your parents' house. I don't see a lot of traffic from being a SPN provider. Yeah, there is clients approaching us, you know, uh, where they're from, coming from India, coming from Germany. But a lot of traffic, you know, it's small, it's a small, small volume traffic. And in logistics, you you usually aim. I don't say you're only handling big volume, but you're aiming towards big sellers and big volume because eventually logistics service for, for service provider on the logistics world looking to have big volume by the end of the month. So yeah, it's a nice diploma. It's a nice to know. It's maybe give you a good authorization about about my company, all right? Mm -hmm. That we are being a SPN provider. But uh, concerning revenue wise, no, I don't see such such a difference in this regard. Okay, got it. This is by being honest, yeah. This is by being honest. So a little bit of more of a technical question now. Something that I always wanted to know because sure. Uh, uh, last year, for example, I was going to start uh, importing a product. Uh, well, it was going to be sold in Europe, but it was something that I required a special ship. I couldn't just yeah. have it in Seacans. I required a silo ship. So uh, basically, yeah. I would have to get the entire ship uh, to myself or or the entire silo in that ship and ended up not being too profitable. So we kind of scratched that idea. But one of the things I often think about is how does somebody transport things that can't be exposed to cold temperatures? Do you have a solution for that? What is it? It's uh, more easy than you think. There is a refill container, which is a controlled temperature. So you can always put, but let's say we we have another company here at Rosenthal, right? We are doing import and export from Israel and to Israel. And we are import a lot, a lot, a lot. I can say 95% of the meat enter into Israel, all right? So again, 
we are not the buyers, we are just doing the logistics, all right, in behalf of the buyers. So we're putting all the, all the cargo, all the meat in refill containers under control temperature. But you cannot mix if you want to, you cannot mix, let's say, a meat need to be under minus one degrees, all right? And if you want, let's say, import chocolate, so chocolate usually uh, under controlled temperature plus 18 degrees. So if you want to ship cargo under controlled temperature, all right? So you need you need not to uh, not to you need to ship different cargo in 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 each container. You cannot mix different type of cargo in one container as long okay. as they have the same uh, temperature needed. All right, because take for example a container shipped now by sea can reach easily easily. You know when it's closed and you know on the vessel. And now it's in Jamaica or wherever, you know, depending on the, the atmosphere. So the, the temperature can rise to in the container easily to 80 degrees Celsius. So, wow. so you know, for general cargo and general cargo, it can be, you know, it's, it's very from, I don't know, from plastics to whatever. But as long as you need uh, temperature control, so you have refill containers. And you can ship it easily by refill containers. Of course, the cost is higher. The SOP, you know, of uh, of keeping the the temperature controlled during transportation is more difficult. But there is a solution for it, and it's 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 well known in the industry. Okay, perfect. So all all I would have to do is tell you that. So I would have to know, or do you guys have that in in your SOPs? And we should talk about those too. But. Um, do you have those in your SOPs? If I don't know if I'm shipping a certain type of product, do you guys know? If I don't know, as a seller, I'm a brand new seller and I'm selling chocolate or I'm shipping chocolate, would you uh, know and just tell me uh, you can't just ship it in a normal sea can? Like we don't have any SOP for that, but I can definitely advise you know why. Like if if there will be any requests such as, so we can definitely give the advice. You know, maybe a good thing to remember for people trying to sell food or, I don't know, any other product in this regard. So, you know, if, let's say, you, Queen, now have 100 cartons, all right, and you have a friend with additional 100 cartons and so on. So what we are doing, we're doing for general cargo, we're doing consolidation containers, meaning we pick up cargo from different clients, all right, and we put into into one container and ship it. But if you have, let's say, in 40 high cube container, refill container, you can add, you can put around 65 cubic meter, all right? Yeah. So let's say now you have only 20 cartons, all right? One CBM, you cannot share it with other clients unless they have the same goods and the same temperature control needed. So for people looking to sell uh, or ship product under temperature control, they need to have volume. You cannot just tell me, listen, I have five cartons, yeah. Let's ship it by refill container. There is no way. It's not. It's not economic to the to the client to do it. Exactly. They they would have to use up the whole space under that climate control. Okay. Right. Or ship it by air. You know, there is always also air air control like air temperature control for air shipments. But again, the cost is very high. So unless you are an expert and unless you know for effect that you have a business, you know, in regard to the selling rate you have, uh, talk to a good freight forwarder for advice in this regard because it's complex. Perfect. 
I mean, I know, I know you have over 700 clients and that's really impressive. Uh, for 2021, um, do you have plans to, to grow that? W what are you doing to grow your business? Yeah, so personally, I have always uh, inspiration to grow. Uh, I can say, if I'm being honest here, that I enter into the top seven seven-figure sales, all right, on yeah. a yearly account. And I felt like I reached a ceiling wall, like meaning I'm trying to expand more and more, but it's more difficult uh, because today we are working quite like the old times, meaning uh, you send me quote by email, I, 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 I send you a right back, then we started corresponding, the goods are ready, you know, where is it and so on. So today we bring in investment into our company uh, in order to digitize everything meaning uh, the the rate will be under a, under a platform you enter your 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 uh, like it's not going to be tomorrow right yeah. but it's going it's it will take around a half a year from today so you will enter your shipment details into a, into a website or into an application you get a rate on the spot and from there everything will be digitized from picking up the goods until the cargo will be delivered to destination. You can check your status on, uh, you know, from everywhere, uh -huh. uh, your, your shipping status, you can know the location, the exact location of the cargo. So this is what we are aiming towards 2021. We see this, first of all, because of the COVID, you know, in the logistics field, you have a lot of manpower, uh, in the company so eventually your profit eventually you know after working so hard during the, during every year with such uh, pressure from the clients eventually you have not a not zero profit but you have a slim profit you know after taxes and so on so we found out that the first thing we need to decrease is the manpower and do and digitize all the process definitely we cannot uh, we cannot we cannot work without manpower because eventually, you know, as you ask me question and so on. So there is use for the people here to, to have advice. Somebody need to check something. So no problem. Yeah. But there is no way that for, for every shipment, people now need to call, call our customer service, yeah. ask where is the, the locket of the cargo, what is going on and so on. So this is our, this is my main focus today. Uh, I'm working super, super, super hard with an engineering uh, to digitize everything, to embedding SOP for all the processes, everything and so on. So hopefully, 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 cross fingers around 1st June and so on, we should be uploaded and we should be on the air. And uh, yeah, I do believe that my life will be much easier from that point on because uh, it should it should minimize the you know the cust the customer question and so on at yeah. least in my opinion by seventy percent. Uh, we see different freight forwarders doing the same, so I do believe that this industry of the logistics going towards digitize uh, the process and everything. You know, I I think that's fantastic because uh, when when anybody goes to logistics or. I'm talking by for, for myself, but when I would go to any logistics website, for example, and if you want to quote for something, 
you know that you have to send an email right and you're not going to get that answer right there you, there there was no quick solution to know something you would have to wait for that reply in that email and then right. most of the times the reply that came on the email was asking you something that you missed uh, on the first email you sent like yeah right what what's the cbm like okay i i didn't re- so another day goes by and and then yeah. it would take 3 days to get a sim- uh, something simple and that's just going to speed up i think that's going to be fantastic uh, for you to acquire more customers cuz if you have that solution yeah yeah this is like you know uh, i can only cross fingers usually i believe in myself you know in this regard that if i'm aiming towards something usually i reach the goal so uh, i'm telling you honestly like this is the real thing that we are doing these days we are investing a lot a lot a lot of money in this uh, it's not going to happen tomorrow but i do believe that six three to six months from today we should have a platform that can do yeah we, we, we can do automatic quote and everything uh, you know like every, every like any other application in the world you know they're gonna be needed some adjustments you know uh, yeah. period on time but eventually yeah this is the goal and hopefully if we will talk exactly today in 2022 we will see it working like consistently and efficiently. Got it. You know, one of the things that that I used to do, I don't know if everybody's the same, but every time there's a ship uh, with my cargo on the way to, let's say on the way to to the US, I would always like to track that ship just for uh, almost like a tracking number. So I would would get the name of the ship from that bill of lading. I would go to marinetraffic.com enter the name of my vessel or the yeah. vessel that has my product and then just track it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, that's just, I don't know, for, for me, I, I enjoyed it because it's it's something that it's crazy that you could even track almost any vessel that's going across the sea and the, those little arrows to somebody that's on the outside. For you, that's probably normal, but somebody on the outside, yeah. I, I was fascinated by that. And I wanted to have in my office, a TV that connected to a computer that was always showing where my ships were. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of spare times, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of, there is a lot of application in this regard today. Uh, there is a lot of, let's say, chip. I don't know how to pronounce it in English, that you can enter into the container and then you can really track it and, and, on, and see the exact location on the vessel today. Wow. Where is it even, you know, at sea? Uh, there is a lot of advantage in this regard. Uh, but yeah, there, yeah, there is a lot of, you know, there is a lot of solutions and everything. Uh, in this industry, people understand that manpower today for a business is the majority of the out, the majority of, you know, the majority of the revenue eventually going to uh, salaries for, for, for your employees. So people trying to uh, reduce the manpower in every company. I don't think the logistics is specific. I think it's relatively in every field in the world. Uh, now, because of the pandemic and the COVID-19, everybody almost 
not everybody, but you know, usually you you look into the high tech or the biggest company in the world, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and so on, and you see that the majority of the manpower and the employees there do not come even to office. Yeah. So you started to thinking yourself, all right, what can I do to improve my 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 final revenue in the end of the year? So we figure out that the main thing we can we can slightly okay slightly cut is the is the people that working here for us and this is the main reason why we want to digitize today everything what we just discussed uh, just to be more efficient and to 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 provide you know st- eventually you as a client if you approach a logistics company you want to know where is your goods at and when it's going to be delivered this is the only thing yeah. that's important to you so this is the reason why we're doing everything here. Uh, first of all, to to cut the the salaries and to grow eventually the the yearly revenue. And second of all, is to bring and uh, to to bring more transparency and efficiency towards our client in regard to transportation status and so on. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. And and you hit the the nail on the head because in in certain well, certain services. And for example, for me, I have 14 staff and yeah. not one, not one comes to the office, right? They all work right. uh, since, um, well, since the beginning, since April or March or whatever it was from 2020. Um, it's just some businesses, it's easier to do that than others that need, you know, the essential workers to do some, some work or essential, essential workers for that business, right? Yeah, I mean, tell me something before I let you go. Tell everybody uh, one of the most important things if they want to deal with you. Where do they find you? Yeah, so thank uh, <laughs> you. First of all, uh, you can find me by email. Uh, my email is quite long, so uh, I will type it down. Maybe we can enter it somewhere. Yeah, uh, you can check us via our website, which is www.ros at ecom.com all right uh, via my facebook page i add i adding there a lot of uh, information in regard to logistics in general what is going on these days with the logistics solution how to bypass all the chaotic things that are going now so i highly mm. recommend to follow me via my facebook page uh, yeah there is a lot of uh, picture of my babies as well but uh, as, <laughs> as well i putting a lot of content in regard to logistics and uh, yeah, I can share also our uh, my team email, and uh, you can contact us everywhere. We always, always, always trying to support and answer the client ASAP. This is a goal of mine towards uh, my colleagues. And we are trying to be responsive, uh, responsive as possible, and provide the best service that we can. That is perfect. And Amit, I'll have those on the show notes. Amit and everybody else that's listening. Uh, I'll have uh, Amit's email and his links on the show notes for you guys to check it out. Yeah. Thank you. Amit, thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you and thanks for sharing the knowledge. Yeah, Quinn, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.